It's very easy to put yourself last. Moms do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Every mom is guilty of it at some point, but I think that only lasts for so long until there has to be a break. And hopefully mm -hmm. you can realize that before it would be something detrimental. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, Buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, since you're tuning into this special episode of Mom Talks with Krista show, so many of you guys had questions about twins, about babies in the NICU, about preemies, and so we want to do a special episode with just Q&As all about twins, NICU, and preemies. And who better to ask than our local twin expert, Pam, from our team. So we're just gonna dive right in and ask her all of your questions that you sent me through Facebook and Instagram. So here we go. All right, so we are back with Pam Yunos today. We asked you guys to share your questions about twins or NICU or premature babies. And we're just gonna kinda jump around and answer your questions, so here we go. Okay, so what are the biggest challenges that you had in those first few weeks of having twins? So one of the biggest differences for moms to keep in mind is when you have twins, it's usually by cesarean. Not always, but it's scheduled, it's planned, there's a certain time frame that you want you to that they want you to deliver by. So for us, we had the babies and they were whisked away to the intensive care just because they were so small, so young, they were 32 weeks, and I had to stay behind. So when I was finally able to go see them, you know, that's for the first time, it's kind of a shock. So if you're having twins, just remember two babies are going to be half the size of a normal baby because they're taking up the same volume in your stomach. So they were quite tiny. They had lots of different um, tubes and monitors on them. So it wasn't the same as when I had my daughter initially where I just had her naturally and vaginally and she was put right on my chest and we were ready to go. So um, just... Being prepared to kind of take that step back and realize that they are in good hands, but it's not going to be the same as what you have done before, maybe, or maybe what you've kind of pictured in your head of mm -hmm. having your baby and holding them right away. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, like I mentioned before, if possible, stay in the hospital as long as you can after you have twins. They will let you stay, usually for an extra day or so. Just spend that time being with the two babies, you know, getting to know both of them. Um, the other thing I recommend too is they should have a lactation consultant from the hospital come and visit you before you leave. Mm -hmm. When I was there with the twins, um, I had already nursed one baby, but they did come in. They help you get set up with the breast pump, which you can then take home. They make sure that everything is fitting properly because if you've never used one before, there's different size phalanges, you know, the actual covers that go over your nipple. There's lots of moving parts. They teach you how to clean it if you need that information. So it's nice to definitely meet with a lactation consultant before you go. And while you're in the hospital, you can actually go and nurse your babies. You can pump mm -hmm. for them in your room or while you're visiting with them in the, in the NICU. So you do still have that bonding experience. It's just not going to be exactly like you would imagine in most mm -hmm. cases. And so kind of going off that with breastfeeding, so you kind of talked about um, breastfeeding, especially being how small they were, mm -hmm. like it's just a whole different like yeah. like game, you know. And um, so 
what would you say for like tips for breastfeeding, um, uh, premature babies, and kind of how did you yeah. do that as well? I know it's a little different. So before we left the hospital, they of course tried to get you to nurse, and right away it was evident that their mouths were teeny tiny. I'm talking mm -hmm. like, you know, the tip of a pencil um, yeah. and an eraser. So they have special things called nipple shields. That's basically a piece of clear plastic that you can put on your breast that tries to like pinpoint where mm -hmm. the milk would go. But not all babies take to it. Newborn babies are not often as strong, so they don't always have that force of suction because their muscles are still developing, just like their eyes and other parts of their body. Mm -hmm. So they can't always nurse. So um, what we ended up having to do, which was great, I mean, it worked for us, was I would pump, and then they would introduce that into a teeny tiny miniature bottle with a very, very slow flow nipple so that they could still get the breast milk. Um, if for some reason that doesn't work, you can still pump and they can take the breast milk and do an NG tube where they just put a little tube down the baby's nose and it goes down into their stomach mm -hmm. and then they can still get your breast milk that way. So there's lots of options and of course the staff will be able to help you navigate what works best with your body and your baby's body because you are at the beginning learning how they kind of pair and mesh together. So being open-minded, I think, was key. I had had in my head that I was nursing these babies, and it was twins, and I would have one on one side and one on the other and be ready, and then right away it was evident that that was never going to happen, but we make it work. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I keep, yeah, I feel like I hear that a lot where it's like, it's good to have like a plan, an idea of what you want, but there's always mm -hmm. plan B or you got to be open to other plans <laughs> Or as well. C or D or depending. <laughs> yeah. You never really know. Right. Um so what tips do you have for moms watching um, that have a hard time with milk supply after their baby's in the NICU? Because I know sometimes when, you know, your baby's far away mm -hmm. or you go home, their baby's still at the hospital, your milk supply either decreases or doesn't really get yeah, to where it should it's, be. It's definitely challenging when you are not nursing because, you know, if you think about it, when you're nursing your baby, there's so many things that are coming into play that basically just relate to body chemistry. You're holding your baby, you have skin to skin, so you have touch and you have hormones that are released because of that. You're watching your baby, you're listening to your baby, you're smelling your baby. All of these things are biologically there to help your body do what it needs to do. So for moms whose babies are in the hospital, for moms who are going back to work and they're pumping in a room you know, at their office, um, what I always recommend is to bring something of your babies that smells like them. So I would always bring either um, like a pair of pajamas or a blanket from their crib, something that just smells like them and smells like their room. And then I would look at videos or pictures of them with sound if possible, you know, just trying to mimic all the different senses that you would otherwise have if you had your baby there with you. Mm -hmm. So um, it is challenging, especially when you leave your baby in the hospital or baby is to go home. Because like I said before, you know, you're still getting up every two, three, four hours to pump throughout the night to get your body used to that cycle. But you're maybe sitting in a spare room or in your living room or sitting up in bed without a baby there to help you in the middle of the night, in the dark, with a pump. You know, it's not the most ideal situation, but again, you just have to keep in mind the goal. And if your goal is to give your baby's breast milk, then you find a way to do it. And, um, you know, anything is possible. Our, our bodies are pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that I'd recommend, too, that a lot of moms don't realize, especially in the early days when I look back with one daughter, but especially with the twins, is you really need to remind yourself to drink as much water as possible, mm -hmm. like almost to the point of not being able to swallow anymore because mm -hmm. you're just so full of it, but also reminding yourself to eat. If you are not nourished and if you are not hydrated, how can you expect your body to then produce a substance to nourish and hydrate your daughters mm -hmm. or your sons or both? So it's just really important to make sure that you do that small step of taking care of yourself with food and liquids so that you can have that for your baby. Mm -hmm. 
I always tell um, that to moms too when they ask about like if they're on their period, their milk mm-hmm. supply goes down. I'm like, your body naturally wants to take care of you first. Mm-hmm. So that's such a good point about drinking the water, eating food. Cause I'm sure as like a new mom, especially yeah. with twins, you're running around, you're like, wait, did I eat today? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. So that's super <laughs> helpful to know. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. So this question is, um, when will I get my life back? (laughs) My twins are now 11 months old. So my twins are almost six. Still waiting. Um, So I think there's stages. My husband and I laugh a lot because I feel like every few months we tell each other, this is the best it's been. Because as your babies or children, toddlers, as they get older, they become more independent. You know, things kind of change. You adapt a bit more. It's more comfortable and easy for you because you have a routine. Mm -hmm. Then a few more months go by, my husband and I say, you know, now this is the best it's been. And a few months go by, no, this is the best. As they grow, as the stages change, you just learn to adapt. And I think you have to make time for yourself whenever you can, whether it's having someone come over so that you can take a shower or run to the market by yourself Mm -hmm. or just sit down and read a book, take a nap. I always tell a story about how uh, when I had both twins at home, they'd only been home for about three weeks, but I had not yet put them on the same schedule for feedings, for sleeping, for diapering. I was just letting them do what they wanted to do. And I thought, you know, they'll just, they'll dictate themselves and I'll just be around for it. I'm home anyway. But I realized after I nursed them and I had made myself a cup of coffee and they were both sleeping, I kind of nodded off and didn't realize that I had fallen asleep for a minute on the couch sitting up while drinking a cup of coffee. And I remember I just scared myself and I called my parents because my husband was out of state traveling and I said, can you guys please come over? I I think I really just need to sleep for a few hours. Mm -hmm. And so not being afraid to ask for help is one of the biggest things you can do for yourself. It might not seem like it because some women feel like asking for help makes them lesser or like they're failing. But in the end, you have to make time for yourself, however you can, however Mm -hmm. that looks for you. Right. I think that's, yeah, something that I keep hearing too and seeing in the group is um, that being able to be vulnerable and ask for help and say it's okay because they say it takes a village, right? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> with twins, that is very true. <laughs> yeah. Like I had a whole village. Yeah, no, but seriously, yeah, that's that's awesome. One, um, you know, something that really helped us out too is that before I had my daughter and then before I had the twins. I had an idea of when they were coming, obviously. The twins Mm -hmm. were scheduled. But even before then, we did a lot of prepping so that we were prepared. We had the nurseries as set up as possible. We had made a bunch of dishes and frozen things so that, you know, Mm -hmm. at a moment's notice, we were ready to go. And then once I had the twins and then once they were home, because they were so premature, there were certain vitamins and different types of, like, I wouldn't say medications, but supplements that our doctor recommended we give to them. And so I felt like I was back in college in my chemistry labs because Mm -hmm. I would have pumped for the day. And, you know, they they make very tiny bottles Mm -hmm. um, that only hold a few ounces, and that's what tiny babies drink. So it's kind of pointless at the beginning to get these huge 8-ounce bottles when you're filling them up. Barely. Mm -hmm. So I remember having a tray in the fridge, and they sell all kinds of cool gadgets, but I had a tray in the fridge, one for one twin, one for the other, all the different times of their feedings. I would Mm -hmm. try to give them fresh milk as much as possible, and then if I needed to, you know, pull from the freezer, you kind of get a routine on that. 
but I felt like a chemist because I was adding different drops to different feedings for each baby. And so it was really helpful that when I would have someone come over, I would sometimes just have grandma or grandpa or auntie feed one of the babies Mm. or feed both of the babies, depending on the time, because then I just got, it's five minutes, it's 20 minutes, but just having someone else caring for them was so big because they were also caring for me by giving me a couple of minutes while they were taking care of the babies. So there's just so many things that you don't really think about or know until you're in the thick of it. So it is kind of important to step back every now and then and realize what could I use help with? Mm -hmm. That's huge. Mm -hmm. So kind of going off that when you did have those extra few minutes, mm-hmm. what were some things that you did to make yourself feel like you again or feel like relaxed? And- I've always been super active, running, swimming, biking, hiking. So one of my favorite things was just to get a cup of coffee and a mug and walk around the block. Mm-hmm. If I walked once, if I walked 10 times, depending on how much time, I think in my mind going around the block was like a safe net because I could walk by and listen. And if I didn't hear crying, I would do another block. And I'd walk by a lizard, and then I would do another round. So, yeah, but for some women, it might be taking a shower, or it might just be going upstairs and reading, or watching a funny video, or calling a friend. I mean, really anything. You just have to make sure that you do get back to yourself. It's very easy to put yourself last. Moms do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Every mom is guilty of it at some point. But I think that only lasts for so long until there has to be a break. And hopefully you can realize that before it would be something detrimental. So it's just important to have a partner or friends or family, someone that you can go to. who You can even say in advance, if you notice that I'm starting to, if you see me getting mm-hmm. overwhelmed, please, and kind of have that plan. You're planning out everything else for the birth, for the mm-hmm. babies. Plan out something for yourself, too. Yeah. I love that because sometimes when you're so in the thick of it, it's yeah. hard to see then through it all. Mm-hmm. So I like having a yeah a plan yeah. and telling someone to like, hey, look out for this. Okay, can you do this if I start yeah, step to... Step in if... Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. We laugh at it now too, but you know, having twins, having premature babies, having multiples, it ends up being stressful on your relationship. And my Mm -hmm. husband and I look back now and laugh, but literally when our twins turned one, we cheers that we did not get divorced because we've Mm -hmm. never fought in our life, but there was just so much stress Mm -hmm. and minor disagreements that first year that were just so hard on our relationship. And we had already been married for 10 years at that point. Yeah. So it was just, you know, it's different. It's difficult. It's exciting. It's new. It's challenging. It's scary. There's just so many things going on. So just making sure you have a friend or a partner or maybe even a backup Mm -hmm. because not every day is sunshine and rainbows, but most are. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure the lack of sleep and everything and you just nonstop moving Mm -hmm. is plays a big part in Mm -hmm. that as well. And moms too, just I think especially when you're busy and you're the primary caregiver, you kind of get into your established routine, which is awesome. It's necessary. Mm -hmm. It makes your life so much easier. But then I think you forget, too, that other people don't know what your routine is if you Mm -hmm. haven't told them. And so I know that a sticking point with my husband is I I would always think, why is he doing it that way? Mm -hmm. You know, it's this time. This is what we do. Or after this, we always do that next. But I hadn't told him. I mean, Mm -hmm. that thought was in my head because I had done it every day, but if he happened to be home from traveling and was doing his very best to pitch in and help, you know, for some reason it just, in my mind, it wasn't like the right way. So that was something I had to overcome and realize he's helping. He's giving 110%. I just need to let it go. Right. So it ended up saving us in the end, but it was very stressful for sure.
Alright guys, so that was the Q&A segment with Pam Munoz, our local twin expert here at Mommy Knows Best. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.